it's a pretty easy choice to put it as number one, since that is a resource that I do go back to every single time. That Triathlon Show 125. Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host Michael and on today's episode I will list my own top 10 books, blogs and resources for triathletes. As you know, that is a question that I ask all of my guests on this podcast and uh, today I will give you my own top 10 list. Some of these you will be very familiar with, some of them you may never have heard of even, as they're kind of hidden gems. But before we get to that, this episode is sponsored by Precision Hydration. One thing that you may not know about PH is that in all of the Ötilö Swim Run World Series events, Precision Hydration is the electrolyte drink that is provided at the aid stations. And this is very important, as in long races and with running in a wetsuit especially, uh, hydration becomes a critical, a key part of any swim run event. I've done two long swim runs myself, and I can tell you that my second one, and uh, I described that actually in episode 63, so you can go back and listen to that. That was such a better experience and more pleasant experience than the first one due to the simple fact that I got my nutrition right and I got my hydration right. And guess what I used for hydration? Precision hydration. And as usual, all that Triathlon Show listeners can get one free box of Precision Hydration Electrolyte product on precisionhydration.com and that is uh, your first box when you first order and if you want to learn more about the swim run events that uh, cooperate with precision hydration that's uh, fantastic go to uh, i think it's ertilerswimrun.com uh, i may be mistaken but just google swim run and their tagline is unique races in unique places and i'm really excited because the season just kicked off early april a week or so ago by the time of this recording and that was the season opener as usually in Havad which is uh, the queen of the Dalmatian Islands in Croatia so go t- I'd recommend that you also go to YouTube and uh, search for Ötilö Swim Run Havad and uh, if you want to see something beautiful that cannot not be on anybody's race bucket list then look for that on YouTube it is absolutely stunning And uh, also an announcement that currently the second sponsorship slot is open. So if you have a company that is uh, related to triathlon or you have contacts in such a company that might be a good fit for that triathlon show, uh, please contact me on michael at scientifictriathlon.com to learn more about sponsoring that triathlon show. All right, let's get on with today's show. And just one thing that I want to say before getting started with number 10, I will link to all of these resources and books and blogs, whatever they may be, in the show notes on thattriathlonshow.com forward slash TTS125. So you can find them there, so I won't waste any time reading out URLs or similar, but you can find them on the show notes as usual. Number 10 is the Training Peaks blog. And uh, 
I was wondering if it's good enough to make the top 10 list or not, because there are some brilliant articles there. There are also more, not quite clickbait, I don't want to call it that. I think the quality is much higher than, for example, uh, Traflete magazine and other triathlon magazines in general on Training Peaks. But uh, there are these uh, generic posts, if you want to call them that, that don't really give much information. That being said, quite often if I have something that I'm researching or I'm wondering about, I want to learn something new and on a specific topic, I I tend to quite often go to the Training Peaks blog and see if anything's been written on there. And quite often I find a really good article that really helps me along to learn about that topic. And if uh, a resource can provide that, I think it's very well worth including. So the Training Peaks blog is uh, a well-deserved finisher on the top 10 list in number 10. Resource number nine is Twitter, and uh, obviously you need to follow the right people on Twitter, and that depends a bit on your interests, but uh, Twitter in general, uh, the great thing is that you can uh, constantly stay up to date on what uh, people that you respect and uh, and learn things from, what they are doing and what they are putting out there from their own research and content, and also what they are retweeting, and that's how you can find new resources that you maybe didn't know existed before, and a lot of these people uh, I have found through other or resources I've found through other people on Twitter so just to give you this is a short list and there are many many more that I uh, that I follow on Twitter that I really really like following but Jan Lemur who is at uh, YLM Sports Science I think YLM something at least Asker Jokendrup, uh, Inigo Mujica, Steven Seiler, Matt Fitzgerald, Alex H- Hutchinson, he's at Sweat Science, Alan Cousins, Louise Burke, and uh, many more. These are all people that I really, really enjoy following on Twitter and that I learn really a great a lot from. So, so that's great. And the brilliant thing about Twitter is actually, depending on who it is, but you can actually, if you have a question about a specific topic, Think about who are the top experts in that field, find them on Twitter and send them a message and you can get an answer depending on who it is. But quite often you can get an answer directly from the top names in the world on that particular topic. And I think that's something that's absolutely brilliant. If you were to go to Asker Jokendrup for a consultation, I don't know what they would cost you, but uh, it would be expensive probably. And uh, and, it, and it's well deserved because he's uh, such a fantastic expert. But on Twitter, you might be able to get a direct answer for from him if you have a a short question that uh, you're wondering about. So Twitter is my number nine. Resource number eight is a resource that I think that most of you are not at all aware of. And this is especially for those of you who are using running power meters uh, and especially Stride. It's the Paladino Power Project Facebook group and all of Steve Paladino's articles that uh, you can find through that Facebook group. He writes them on a Google Doc blog, essentially, and those are really, really good uh, both uh, they they have the the background and the science but they get really practical as well and uh, there are case studies uh, and all sorts of things so i think that that's a brilliant library of articles when i have something that i'm wondering about uh, running with power that's my first stop i don't go to the stride blog i go to the paladino power project uh, facebook group and the articles there 
And uh, Steve Palladino was our guest in episode, I want to say 93, but I will link to that episode in the show notes to get it right. But I think it's 93, so that is also another interview that I highly recommend you go and listen to, especially if you're using running power meters. Resource number seven is uh, another blog that I think you probably are not following. And it's a blog of Alan Cousins. And that is on alancousins.com. Alan Cousins uh, was a guest in episode 71 or something. Again, I should have checked these uh, episode numbers before, but I will get it right in the show notes. And this is a blog that is uh, the exact opposite of uh, clickbait articles that you will find on different triathlon magazine websites often. These are, Alan doesn't post too often. And uh, I think it's and it's very understandable because not only does it take a lot of time to write those articles that he writes, but the actual resource that goes into the research that goes into those articles, it's insane and it's often based on uh, many many years of uh, collecting data from his own athletes. He used programming often to extract different variables and investigate different phenomena, and then he shares what he learns on that blog. So I think that is absolutely brilliant and. And this, uh, it's, it feels like almost like a shame to put it in only place number seven when you realize how much goes into that. And uh, But Alan Cousins' blog is uh, highly, highly recommended. You can find, uh, find blog posts on all sorts of topics. Like, for example, a couple of things that we mentioned in my interview with Alan back in episode 71 were related to to testing and lab testing, testing your lactate threshold, testing your your VO2 max in a, with a metabolic cart, those sorts of things. And uh, there are a lot of articles related to that, but there are other articles more related to the kind of training you should do leading up to an Ironman, for example, periodization, pacing, all sorts of things. So you can find a lot. I highly encourage you to go there and uh, look at the library see what piques your interest and start reading this is uh, stuff that's uh, not fluff this is really really brilliant number six on the list it's getting hot here getting closer to number one and this is uh, a podcast and it's uh, trainer roads ask a cycling coach podcast and also, as a bonus, I will include Trainer Road's blog as well, which also is very good. I think probably a lot of you are already familiar with it. The Ask a Cycling Coach podcast is uh, usually based around listener questions that come in to the team from Trainer Road. Chad Timmerman, who is the head coach and uh, head scientist at Trainer Road, was our guest in episode 38. I do know that that is correct, at least. And uh, that was a very good episode that you can go and listen to. Trainer Road, if you don't know, is a cycling software that you can use with your when you're training on your on your indoor trainer. And uh, I've used it a lot. It's brilliant. I like it. And this podcast go into both cycling and triathlon questions uh, that listeners send in. And again, this is they actually they don't just answer on the cuff they research beforehand they pick questions that are interesting for the audience and they do the research they go through the science and the experience of uh, the the uh, of coaches uh, because they are coaches as well as uh, software developers and whatever roles they have at trainer road so it is uh, again a brilliant resource it is uh, 
not a lot of fluff, but it's also very entertaining. I, I really like the banter that they've got going on, and uh, you can learn a lot from, from that podcast. The only minus about it, and uh, it would maybe place even higher on this list uh, if, uh, if this wasn't the case, but generally... Since you have different questions, uh, a single episode can have all sorts of different content in it. Like, for example, you can have an episode with a lot of great discussions on aerodynamics, nutrition, and uh, training strategy in uh, the lead-up to your race. But those are three very different topics. So even though the content for all of these questions may be great and very useful, it's a bit difficult to bookmark these things and come back to them. So... so I- I would really like it if they would make more themed episodes, like one episode where they only take nutrition questions and even maybe going a bit more narrow than that, and then aerodynamics, uh, training, and those sorts of things. That's that's the only thing that I could ask more from that. But check out the Trainer Road Ask a Cycling Coach podcast. I know you like podcasts, so definitely go and subscribe to that. And that's my number six. And number five, getting into the top half of the list, is the Kinetic Revolution website and YouTube channel by James Dunn. And the tagline of uh, James's uh, website, Kinetic Revolution, and his channel is building better runners. And he does that by providing fantastic, great, uh, well-researched advice on things like core training, stretching, flexibility and mobility, injury prevention, all these sorts of things that are so crucial but so often overlooked or not done right among both runners and triathletes. And uh, that is basically if you want to, if you have a niggle, if you have a hamstring that is uh, that, that is a bit tight, what what I do in this in that situation is I always go to the Kinetic Revolution website and uh, I search for hamstring <laughs> and then I see what comes up and click through and learn all about the problem, the causes and the prevention methods, the next steps basically. I do the same when I coach and if an athlete has a niggle, that's where I go first to research advice and make sure that I don't say anything stupid and not well researched. So Kinetic Revolution is my first stop for all things injury prevention stretching flexibility mobility core training and uh, yeah that's uh, go and go and listen to that interview that i did with james in episode 45 as well because that was a brilliant episode that was very very well received Number four on this list is uh, Alex Hutchinson's Sweat Science blog, which uh, now resides on uh, Outside Online, uh, the uh, online magazine of Outside Magazine. And also, I'll add as a bonus, uh, because I couldn't fit in all of these things that I wanted on the top ten list, his book Endure, Mind, Body and the Curiously Elastic Limits of Human Performance. And uh, Alex was uh, my guest in episode 101. Definitely go and listen to that. That's uh, a fantastic episode. The book is fantastic. And uh, the the blog is fantastic. And the blog in particular, because you'll find all sorts of different topics. So that's, by the way, I think I mentioned it already, but Alex Hutchinson at Sweat Science is one of my favorite Twitter accounts to follow. Uh, he really, he does the same thing as I do on this podcast by diving into the research on various topics and and then trying to distill it into 
what we know, what we don't know, and what the practical applications of it are for endurance sports. And Alex uh, was a top-class uh, uh, national-level runner as well in his day, so he he knows all about the practical side of things as well. So definitely check out the Sweat Science blog and the book Endure by Alex Hutchinson. That is my number four. My number three, the first podium finisher here. And you'll notice that I start cheating here. I started already in number four by adding two resources, uh, essentially. And now I add three. But uh, I lump them together and call it the Matt Fitzgerald trifecta. And these are my three favorite Matt Fitzgerald books. If I have to pick one offer that I think is the best uh, endurance sports offer, it's uh, definitely, definitely Matt Fitzgerald it would be an easy answer for me to make no hesitation whatsoever but and his free books I've read many more but the three favorite books that I have from him are The Endurance Diet 80-20 Running and How Bad Do You Want It and The Endurance Diet uh, talks about the diet of endurance athletes it goes into both the science but also what top athletes in endurance sports actually eat it has things like food diaries so you can see and learn from the top athletes uh, what uh, what what works for them and uh, so it is a fantastic book and very practical 80-20 running is uh, fantastic it gets into the concept of polarized training that we talked about with David Warden recently and uh, that is actually something that uh, Matt and David are writing a book called 80-20 triathlon that will be out this autumn and I hope that I can get Matt on to talk about that book when it is released but 80-20 running will already give you the principles of all of that and that is something that so many age groupers get wrong this weekend for example it's Monday as I record this episode and I, I've lost count of how many times I commented on athletes sessions that uh, you're running a bit too hard stay stay in zone two <laughs> and and that's uh, that happens in not just in running but also in cycling and uh, uh, to a lesser extent in swimming I think and uh, that's not something that we maybe pay as much attention to anyway as coaches whether it's good or bad I don't know but but for running and for cycling that polarized approach is uh, definitely something that should be adhered to although there are always caveats and exceptions i should say that but in general you want to do your easy training easy and your hard training hard and that is something that in my experience most age group triathletes are very very bad at doing so you need to read this book to to understand why you should follow this uh, this strategy of training and finally, How Bad Do You Want It is in the same vein as uh, Alex Hutchinson's book Endure. It's about the uh, the mind and how important that is for endurance performance. How you're actually not limited by your your muscles or your, your endurance, your physiology. At the end of the day, it's your mind that has imposes those limits on you. You could go faster muscularly, physiologically but your mind stops you from doing it. And How Bad Do You Want It is a great story-driven book with a lot of stories and examples from real-world athletes, but also at the same time goes into the science, just like all of Matt's other books and the practical application. So the great thing about all of these books all of these books is that they weave in the science, the practice and uh, the great writing and the stories from Matt to make it such an enjoyable and 
easy to read experience so can't recommend those enough again the books that i recommend are the endurance diet 80 20 running and how bad do you want it by matt fitzgerald and that is my top three or my number three on this top 10 list So number two is the Swimsmooth book in particular, but also the website and the newsletter. The Swimsmooth book is written by Paul Newsom, and now I have to cheat Adam Young. I was actually peeking over to my bookshelf where, where I had it. I didn't remember the name of Paul Newsom's uh, co-author. Paul Newsom is, uh, of course, the founder of Swimsmooth. But also check out the website and the newsletter. As I mentioned, both of them are brilliant. And But the book goes into all of these things like the different swimming archetypes. Like are you a swim swinger? Are you a smooth? Are you an Arnie? Are you a Bambino? Uh, and you have to get the book or read the website to get the details of what all of these things mean. But depending on your swim type, it will then give you tips for how you can improve your swimming. Because what a Bambino should do is not the same as what an Arnie should do to improve their swimming. And so, so the Swim Smooth book, it goes into all things swimming. It goes into the technique, it goes into the actual training and fitness aspect, and it goes into, into open water swimming. Because it's written specifically for triathletes and open water swimmers. It is not written for pool swimmers. So, and that is one of the things that makes it unique. It is very well written. It has great, great images, and uh, which is one of the things that makes it so invaluable. It's invaluable for me in my coaching. I refer to it a lot. And uh, the website and the newsletter complement it very well. But seriously, you should get the book. It will be the best 20 bucks or so you've ever spent, probably, unless you are a competitive pool swimmer uh, by background, in which case you maybe don't need a swimming book. Otherwise, you need you need to swim and you need to learn how to swim right. And that goes for both the actual technique and the training. And the Swim Smooth book will give you all of that. So Swim Smooth is my number two. And finally, can we have a drum roll, please? The number one on my top 10 list of books, blogs and resources is the triathlon science book that you've heard me refer time and time again. And uh, so it's a pretty easy choice to put it as number one since that is a resource that I do go back to every single time. Every time I make an episode like, for example, the uh, taper episode that I did pretty recently... One of my first stops is always the Triathlon Science book to s- learn about what uh, what we know in a distilled form, and then the Triathlon Science book will give me uh, give me some references so I can have a go and have a look at the original publications and studies. And but that is the Triathlon Science is a great starting point for all of those things. It's not just science; it is very practical. It has example training schedules. It has. Uh, practical takeaways at the end of each chapter so even if you're not a science geek like myself you will find it very useful but the thing that you that you can rest assured when you get this book is that this is founded in actual science it's not just one person's opinion although there will be one main author of each chapter but that will be one of the best 
well, experts in the world on that topic that has been handpicked to write that chapter and the book will have been edited by Joe Friel and Jim Vance so and uh, probably a lot of others as well will have read all the chapters and commented and uh, proofread and added additional studies what about this you know this goes against what you say here so so this is uh this is basically what what you need in your triathlon bookshelf. The, the number one book that any triathlete should have, in my opinion, is the triathlon science book. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I don't need to say much more about it. It was a bit of a shorter entry for the triathlon science book, but it is uh, still a well-deserved number one. A lot of the authors of the different chapters of triathlon science have been on this podcast, so you can, you can go to the podcast to to the website scientifictriathlon.com and click through to podcast and start looking obviously joe friel and jim vance are the the co-editors then we have uh, dave peace uh, gail bernhardt we have uh, i think um, oh now i forget who has been on joanne dalcutter uh, david warden and maybe Monique Ryan. I'm not sure. Maybe not Monique Ryan. No, actually not. But a lot of others. I, I keep forgetting who, who has written the different chapters. But a lot of them have been guests. So go and listen to their episodes on the podcast. And uh, so that was my top 10. But I have a couple of other things that I want to still mention. And first I want to list a few books, blogs and resources that probably could have made the list if I was more familiar with them, which I am not, so therefore I couldn't put them on the list. But uh, I have a few of them, and I'll just quickly go through them. And but this will—I do strongly believe that these are would have been strong candidates for the list if I had read them, listened more to them, watched more, etc. So I encourage you to go and check these out as well. First, we have 8020 Triathlon by David Warden and Matt Fitzgerald. It's not released yet, but I believe that once it is, it will be on my list, on my top 10 list. Second, we have Training and Racing with a Power Meter. This is uh, probably by far the most recommended resource from all my guests on the podcast. It's by uh, by Hunter Allen and, uh, and Andy Coggan. So... Great, great guys. Hunter Allen has been a guest on the show in episode 103, I believe. And I haven't read it, which is a shame because this is one of the books that you have to read as a triathlete, basically. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. But I'm sure it's brilliant because everybody says it is. Then we have Fast After 50 with Joe Friel. Especially if you are approaching that 50 mark, then you want to get this book to learn what it takes. And uh, I can tell you right now that it's uh, VO2 max work and strength training and uh, focusing a bit on body composition. Those are the three mainstays. Listen to episode one with Joe Friel to learn more, but then get the book Fast After 50. Then we have Fast Track Triathlete by Matt Dixon, who was our guest in uh, episodes 12 and 60. And episode 60 is when we talked about this book. I have it in my bookshelf. I've started reading it. I haven't completed it yet. It's great so far, though, so I'm sure it will be great until the very end. This book has the advantage that it also gives you a couple of example training programs if you are interested in that, but uh, it's just a well-written book on what it takes to be a triathlete and balancing that with uh, family, work and all the other things you've got going on. 
Next, we have the Global Triathlon Network YouTube channel. I watched only a couple of the, the, the videos, and they are really good. I think that's uh, that could be one of the resources that you keep referring to when you're looking for something, and especially something where you want visual uh, visual representation or whatever it is that you're researching. The Global Triathlon Network YouTube channel could be that. I follow the Global Cycling Network channel for a long time, and that is brilliant, and the Global Triathlon Network seems to be in the same vein. I just haven't used it enough to be able to put it on the list yet. Next we have the book Endurance Training, Science and Practice by Inigo Mujica. As I mentioned today already when talking about Twitter and I mentioned in the past, Inigo Mujica is uh, in my opinion one of the best endurance sports researchers in the world and uh, a book that he puts out there that's going to be brilliant. So so that's uh, I'm just waiting for Steven Seiler to also put out a book and and that will be my life will be uh, will be perfect <laughs> but uh, i will get to the book by inigo as well but uh, that is a book that i highly highly uh, believe in and it would pro- probably be honestly in the at least top five on my list if i had read it but i haven't yet another not yet released book is by paul larson and martin buscheid i believe and it's called Science and Application of High-Intensity Interval Training. I'm not familiar with Martin Buscheid. I am very familiar with Paul Larson, who is a great researcher as well. And so I do believe that this book will be fantastic for endurance athletes. Then we have Cycling Science by Stephen Chung. And we did two episodes on this back in episodes... Uh, 60-something or 70-something with Stephen Chung, who is the co-editor with uh, Mikel Zabala. And I have actually used this book quite a lot uh, and referenced uh, parts of it, but I just haven't uh, used it enough or read it, started reading it cover to cover in the way that I would like to, to really be able to to put it on the top 10 list. But on the other hand, if this is already something that I go and refer to when when I need to check something in terms of cycling. So, so this could actually have been on my list already, but uh, I do want to read it cover to cover. And uh, when I do, I think it will be a strong candidate for the top 10 list. And then the last one on this list of could have been on the list is the Purple Patch podcast by Matt Dixon again. I have listened to a few episodes, but uh, not enough to uh, to be able to yet uh, make a judgment of if it's uh, top 10 list uh, material or not. So I'll let you go and definitely worth checking out. So go and, and listen to it and see if uh, if it's a podcast that you enjoy. I've, I've enjoyed the episodes uh, two or three that I've listened to so far a lot. So so I think this will be brilliant. And uh, I'm so, so happy that Matt decided to get into podcasting as well. And I have also another list that is uh, honorable mentions. These are resources that I do use and have gone through quite a lot. But they didn't quite make the top 10 list. But they were uh, strong candidates for it. And if it wasn't so competitive, they could have made it. So first we have ResearchGate. For example, if I go to ResearchGate and search for uh, Inigo Mujica, I'll find a ton of great stuff to, to get lost in, like all of his publications. Or I can go to ResearchGate and look for uh, publications, just search for interval training, for example, and find publications on that. I can rank by by researcher ranking or those sorts of things. 
I can I can request PDFs. That's something that I do a lot. Some research articles that aren't open access, you can't really see anything more than the abstract. But on ResearchGate, when you go to them, even if you don't see the... First of all, quite often, if you don't see the entire article on PubMed, for example, you can still see the entire article on ResearchGate. And when you can't, what you can do is you can request access. You just need to create an account on ResearchGate, which is free, and uh, click Request Access and uh, send a quick note to the author. And uh, I've never not gotten access to the full uh, full text article so so that is how I get access to a lot of articles that otherwise wouldn't be open access so I could only read the abstract if I wouldn't have ResearchGate. The next is uh, the first book that I've ever read in about endurance sports and that is Daniel's Running Formula. I almost placed it number one on my list when I first started ranking but then I started thinking that actually triathlon science covers most of these things, but in a triathlon-specific way, I still think Daniel's running formula is a must-read for any triathlete that's interested in training, endurance training, and doing it better, learning more. It's a brilliant book, and a lot of it applies to triathlon just as well as running. Next, we have triathlonlive.tv. I really enjoy watching ITU races, the World Triathlon Series, draft legal racing. Uh, you can sit on the trainer and watch it. It's brilliant and it costs like 15 euros per year to get access to all of their races, both live and then you can watch on demand afterwards. So that's brilliant. Next, bodybuilding.com. Uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of strength training and bodybuilding.com has a great exercise database where you can either just search for a movement and get specific instructions for how to do it with videos, uh, written and audio explanations, or if you know that you want to, for example, get uh, an exercise for your hamstrings, you can filter by hamstring exercises and all sorts of other filters like machine or not machine, etc. So that exercise database in particular is great, but there's also great content on their blog about strength training and nutrition and those sorts of things. So bodybuilding.com is uh, an honorable mention. Sigma Nutrition Radio is another podcast. It's on nutrition and uh, it's, it takes a variety of angles. Uh, often it is uh, more a strength training or a general health uh, perspective and not specifically endurance athletes. But sometimes it is endurance athletes and whatever the case may be, you'll learn a lot about uh, nutrition and this is all based on science. He, the, the host has great guests on that podcast. It's by far the best nutrition podcast I've heard. So I highly recommend Sigma Nutrition radio and uh, go and see browse and pick a few episodes that seem relevant for you and and that will be a brilliant listen to to add to your podcast arsenal next we have the core diet by jesse kropelnicki this book would have made my top 10 if i didn't already have matt fitzgerald's endurance diet the core diet is actually it essentially contains the same content as Matt Fitzgerald's, but it's a bit more specific and a bit more technical, uh, which maybe makes it a bit less practical than Matt's book, which is why in the end I decided that Matt's book may be the best for most triathletes, but I do recommend most, especially if you are very interested in nutrition. Then The Core Diet by Jesse Kropelnicki is an excellent choice, and I interviewed Jesse in episode 40, so go and listen to that. 
Next, we have DC Rainmaker's blog on dcrainmaker.com. For any gear, gadgets, and gizmos you need to... You, you, I'm sure you know about DC Rainmaker. That's where you go to see what power meter is the best, what bike computer is the best, etc. And this could also have been a top 10, but... Uh, I think it's best that it's not, it's an honorable mention, because I think a lot of age groupers probably spend a bit too much time on DC Rainmaker and thinking about gears and gadgets compared to actually training, and to some extent thinking about their training, but more ideally outsourcing that to to a coach. But uh, what sometimes you will have to make an investment in, for example, your bike comp- computer crashes and you're used to having one. Well, I completely understand that you want a bike computer, and then... Uh, the best place to go is DC Rainmaker to see what is currently the best best value for money by computer out there. And then you just get that one. Simple as that. Finally, the Precision Hydration blog. It's a great blog. It's another one in the same vein. Not clickbait articles. It They are well-researched articles, in-depth and uh, really great, especially about hydration and nutrition. But there are other articles as well, like training articles, I've written a couple of articles there and uh, just go to precisionhydration.com and uh, click hydration advice. That's the name of their blog and you'll find a ton of articles there. And I could also add the precision hydration newsletter to this because that's where they'll post about these articles when they are released. All right, so these were my top 10 list of books, blogs, and resources, my honorable mentions, and the mentions that could have made the list if I were more familiar with them. As usual, you can find the show notes for this episode on thattriathlonshow.com. You can leave your comments or questions there. I would actually be very interested in hearing what your favorites are. So please give me your top 10 or even your top 3 or however many you want to uh, to give. What uh, specific books, blogs and resources did I miss on this list? Let me know in the comments on the show notes section on thattriathlonshow.com. In the next episode, I'll interview Andy Blow from Precision Hydration. He'll make a return appearance and we'll talk about training for and racing swim runs. It's getting to that time of year and Andy is a great swim runner. He has competed in the World Championships and Precision Hydration is uh, very strong in the swim run community. So that will be a great, interesting episode. Look forward to that. Of course, we should also thank Precision Hydration, who is our sponsor for this episode. And you can find them on precisionhydration.com. You can get your first pack of pH for free. And you can take their free online sweat test to find out how much you sweat roughly and how much sodium your sweat contains. And this will allow you to tailor your hydration, your electrolyte strategy for your individual needs. Because remember, hydration is not and will never be a one-size-fits-all. If you enjoyed this podcast, please, please spread the word, tell your friends about it, share it with your triathlon club, whatever you can do helps. And thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon.